Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his truth. Second reading is from the book of Revelation, the fifth chapter, from verse 6. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the centre of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you have purchased men for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. I wonder if you're like this. I know that I should praise God, that I should tell him regularly how great he is, but I seem to lack the desire and the initiative and the love to do it. Is it that I need better songs, new songs to help me do it? I know I should not only praise God to God, but I should praise God to other people, that I should sing his praises, say how good he is, to other people, to other Christians and to non-Christians as well. I know I should do that. But I lack excitement. I lack the desire. I lack the boldness to do that. Do I need better training? Is that what it is? Is there some secret technique that I need to learn? If you're like me, that you know you should praise God to him and to other people, but you seem to be lacking something, I want to say to you that the answer for all of us is here in Psalm 96. It's not better music. It's not a secret technique. It's being convinced deep down that God is worth praising. Firstly, praise the Lord 
because he's greater than all gods. Verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Some parts of the Bible are hard to work out what you're supposed to do in response. This is not one of them, is it? What does he want you to do? Sing. 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 And not just with music, it seems to me, whether you have music or not and whether you have a good voice or not is not the point. It's praise his name, proclaim and declare his glory among the nations. We saw in John chapter 1, back around Christmas, that someone's glory is the thing that shows their greatness. And so the greatness of our local area of Currajong is its natural beauty. And so the glory of Currajong are the green rolling hills. What is the Lord's glory here? What is it that shows his greatness? It's his salvation, that he saves his people, his marvellous deeds, That's what shows his glory. And we're to praise his glory among the nations. Well, what do you need to be convinced of? What do you need to want to do that? You need to see, you need to be convinced deep down that he is greater than all gods. Verse 4. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He's to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. In those days, every nation had a god. In fact, most nations had many gods. So why should Israel praise their god? Why should they praise their god among the nations? What makes him better? Well, it's more than just my god's better than your god, my dad's better than your dad, that sort of thing, a comparison of strength. No, your god's are idols, man-made statues. Your gods are nothing, but the Lord made the heavens. In fact, we know he not only made the heavens, but he became flesh, this God who made the heavens and dwelt amongst us. Praise the Lord. For he is greater than all gods. This week, my family and I have been, we've been watching hours of the tennis when we've had the chance. And we love watching the tennis. And especially, like everyone else in the world, we love watching Federer. I mean, how could you not love Federer unless, of course, you happen to be playing him? The commentators keep on saying again and again, he's the greatest of all time. And yet he got beaten. How could that be? But God is the greatest of all time. He is greater than all gods because all gods are idols. Do we know this? Well, yes, we do, don't we? I remember seeing an idol in the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. A thing, a god that people used to bow down to, perhaps sacrifice their children to. Do you think there was anyone bowing down in the museum to this statue? Do you think I was tempted to bow down? No, I thought it was stupid. It was a bit of metal carved into a shape. Who would worship such a thing? The gods of today are different. Not many of them are idols. Except they are idols, they are man-made. The gods of the other religions are man-made. They are not gods. 
The Australian gods that people around us worship of the family and mateship, sport and money and owning your own home and simply my own happiness. People praise them and trust in them, but they are all idols made by man. Do you believe that? The Lord made the heavens and became flesh. Do we know this deep down? For when we know this deep down that he is greater than all gods, then we will want to praise him to him and to others. Praise the Lord, for he's greater than all gods. Let's praise the Lord right now in song. Praise the Lord because he's greater than all gods. But the call to praise gets bigger and the reason gets bigger. In verses 1 to 6, it's God's people. He's calling on them to praise the Lord among the nations. Now he calls on the nations, get this, those who worship idols to praise the Lord as well. Verse 7. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Verse 9. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Not just God's people, but all the nations. But bigger than that. The nations of the world are not enough to praise this God. The Lord is so glorious so wonderful that he calls on all creation to praise the Lord and to rejoice in it. Verse 11, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Praise the Lord, you nations and the whole earth. Why? What is it about the Lord that demands such praise? What do we need to see and be convinced of so we'll want to praise? There's something new. Do you notice there back in verse 1, it says, Sing to the Lord a new song. I'd never really noticed that before. Sing to the Lord a new song. I don't think he means this is a new song here tonight. The band have learnt it and we're going to sing and if you can join in halfway through when you feel comfortable, go for it. That's not what he means. Sing to the Lord a new song. There is a new reason to praise the Lord. Verse 10. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established, it cannot be moved. Like we saw, the Lord made the heavens. And so the earth is firmly established, it cannot be moved. We've seen that already, but here's something new. He will judge the peoples with equity. Sure enough, God has judged before. Remember, he judged Pharaoh who stood against him. He's done that before to save his people, but now he's about to do something new. Praise the Lord, for the Lord will judge. 
The very last verse, he will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his truth. Now, how does that sit with you? Does it sound like a reason to praise the Lord? That the Lord is going to judge the whole world in justice? We start to squirm whenever we think about judgment, don't we? And the thought of praising judgment to other people, well, that just seems absurd. We sort of want a God who will just accept people and let things go. But we don't really, do we? Imagine if God was like that. That Adolf Hitler came before him and he simply said, look, I'll let it go. Pol Pot, don't worry, I accept you. The military junta that ruled Argentina and simply disappeared thousands of people back in the 70s. Don't worry, I'll I'll just let it go. The pedophiles, the domestic abusers, the people who tell lies, the people who gossip, the people who ignore him. Imagine if God simply let it go and let it go on. Would you praise a God like that? Would that be good news? No. It is good news. It's a reason to praise the Lord that he will judge. And it says here, he will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his truth. Sing to the Lord a new song. Way back in 1812, Napoleon had conquered all of Western Europe. And so, not content with that, of course, he decided to turn right and head for Russia. In the winter. Dumb. And he attacked Russia and he got almost as far as Moscow, but the great Russian army and the great Russian winter defeated him. It was a great victory for the Russians. And Tchaikovsky wrote a new song. The 1812 Overture, complete with cannons firing in it to celebrate the good news, to praise the Russians, to celebrate the great victory, there was a new song. Sing unto the Lord a new song, says the psalmist, for he is going to judge the world. Has he done that? Has God fulfilled this promise? Yes. The God who made the heavens became flesh. He came into the world not to judge, yes, but to save by being judged. He died under God's judgment to save us. And he was raised as God's king. And then he sent out his people to declare his glory among the nations. Those who were worshipping idols would hear about this Lord, turn to him and praise the Lord so that now people from all nations sing his praises just like the psalm says. And creation, does creation rejoice? Well, right now creation groans, waiting for this day when God will judge, reveal the sons of God, Romans 8 says, and be set free. And creation will rejoice in the new creation. And what will we be doing, Revelation 5? Those bought from every nation by Jesus will sing a new song. For the Lord will have judged, won a great victory, 
and we will know that he is worthy of praise. Praise the Lord for he's greater than all gods. Praise the Lord for he has come and he will come to judge the world. You see, I know that I should praise God. I know that I should praise him to other people. And so often my heart is not in it. I don't need some better music or better skillful techniques in evangelism. What I need most of all is to see what this psalm is showing me. For my heart to be gripped by it, to see that God is worthy of praise, that I ought to praise him, that I want to praise him, and I want other people to praise him. For he's greater than all gods, and he has come and will come to judge. Do you see that? This week, why don't you read Psalm 96 each day and ask God to change your heart so that deep down you want to praise him. I wonder what it would look like when our hearts were gripped by this, when we see this about God that is worthy of praise. Well, this week I started reading a book called Enjoying God, and I'm enjoying it. And it challenged me to actually enjoy God by speaking to him in those moments throughout the day when no one is speaking to me and I'm not doing something else and I can direct my thoughts to him and tell him how great he is. If I believe this deep down, it will change my prayers and I will praise him. But not just my prayers. It will change, won't it, what we celebrate So yesterday we celebrated Australia Day. What were you celebrating? You weren't celebrating a public holiday. That's tomorrow. What were you celebrating on Australia Day? Were you celebrating the mateship of Australia, the riches of Australia, the peace of Australia? All those things. But we're a bit conflicted about Australia Day, aren't we? The day itself, if we can remember what the day commemorates. Is it a day to celebrate or is it Invasion Day when the British invaded this land and caused the death of thousands of people? What should we do about this day? Those things are true and real. Is there something to celebrate about this day? Yes. For that day in 1788 was the day that the news of the Lord Jesus, of his victory, came to this land. Is that worth celebrating? That's exactly what this psalm is about. And we should praise the Lord for that. Rename it if you want to, Gospel Proclamation Day or something. It'll change what we celebrate, for we will value that more than mateship and our national identity. Finally, it'll not just change what we celebrate. If we buy into this deep down in our hearts and want God to be praised, we will praise him, praise him to others, and we will want others to praise him as well. Evangelism is telling other people how good God is. That's praise, isn't it? And we'll want to do that. Try and look for opportunities to do that. God's people here have been doing that for 150 years 
And this is a great year to celebrate that anniversary by connecting and sharing Jesus, by taking up whatever opportunities this anniversary brings, taking up whatever opportunities God brings us this year to be praising him. But the key is to be changed deep down and to be gripped that God is worth praising, greater than all gods, who has come and will come to judge. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you are the one worth praising, Father, Son and Spirit. We praise you, for we see that you are greater than all the other gods that are before us. And we praise you that you have come and will come to judge with justice. Help us to see these things, to be gripped by them. We ask that you would change our hearts as we read this part of your word this week. Please help us to see you and to be changed and for it it to change our prayers, what we celebrate and our desire to tell others about you. And Father, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.